Hi, and welcome to the Lessons with Leslie podcast, where I share all things self-love and becoming God's version of you. Are you a woman who struggles with loving yourself or seeing yourself the way God sees you? Where you're in the right place and you're also in good company because I used to be that woman too, but thankfully I am not her anymore. My self-love journey is full of valuable lessons that I'm eager to share with you. It is my hope that I can empower you to become everything that God had in mind when he created the unique masterpiece that is called you. And yes, I'm talking to you. Thanks so much for stopping by and hanging out with me today. Let's get started. Hey, hey, everybody, and happy Friday to you. Happy last Friday of December. In a couple more days, once the clock strikes 12, we will be saying goodbye to 2023. Hello to 2024. I cannot believe it. You know, it's almost here. I'm excited and I'm grateful. I hope you were able to enjoy time with family and friends at Christmas. And again, thank you so much for giving me a few moments of your day. I know I typically don't do a podcast, um, you know, only on first and third Fridays, but since there's five Fridays in this month, I wanted to close the year out with one final episode. So again, I do appreciate you for being here. So we're going to go ahead and jump right in. I'm sharing today 55 things that I've learned about God, myself, people, life, and love in my 55 years of life. I reached a milestone birthday a few months ago, and it kind of got me to thinking, you know, what have I learned, you know, over the 55 years that I've been on this earth? How has my life improved? You know, what do I know now that I didn't know before? Yes, I've gotten older, but have I gotten any wiser? So again, I'm going to share 11 things from those five categories that I just gave, and that should be 55 things if my multiplication is right. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Um, The first category and most important one to me is God. What are 11 key things that I have learned about God? Number one, I have learned that he loves me for real, unconditionally. When I am right, when I am wrong, it's two left shoes. God has loved me through the unlovable things that I did. And trust me, I have given him plenty of reasons to stop loving me. But nothing that I have done has changed his mind about me. His love has remained the same. And I don't think I will ever be able to wrap my mind around this kind of love, but I am sure grateful for it. Number two, I've learned that God cares about what I care about. Now, no matter how big or small, how insignificant or silly it may be to someone else, God cares. And I always have a standing invitation to talk to him. Number three, I've learned that God is personable. He's my father. I can ask him anything, tell him anything, depend on him for everything. He's good. He's kind. He's a friend that will always stick around, even though he knows at times that I'm still going to fail him. There is nothing that he doesn't understand about me. Even my silence, he understands it. My tears, when I can't find the words to explain how I feel, he understands and he cares. Number four, God is present. He is not a God of ancient times, long ago, you know, way back then that no longer exists. He is ever present. He is in my now and he will be in my tomorrow. Number five, God holds me accountable. He just does not let me off the hook, you know, or let things slide when I sin. He checks me when I mess up. He convicts me when I'm wrong and I welcome it now because it means that he loves me. Number six, God requires a real relationship with me, which is something that I missed out on for so long just because, you know, I was giving him lip service and being religious. It was not cutting it and I had to fix that. Number seven, 
God can be trusted fully and completely. Even when it doesn't make sense to me, I can trust him with my very life. Number eight, God is the only consistent one. Now, when I look back over my life, God is the only one who could be counted on to be in my corner when I was right, when I was wrong, up, down, and everything in between. I could always go to God. And I knew that if he didn't fix it, he would definitely fix me. And most of the times I have found that he was really trying to fix me. Number nine, God wants the best for me. He really does. And he will see to it if I align myself with him, that good will come my way. His blessings and favor will do for me what man or money never could. And he has proven time and time again that he really has my best interest at heart. Number 10, he requires loyalty, 100% devotion to him and no one else. He's an all or nothing kind of God, period. And I don't think that's asking too much. And number 11, God wants me to live with him forever. He proved it by sending his son to die for my sins. And through the awesome gift of salvation, I will live with my father for eternity. And it doesn't get any sweeter than that. So the next category, category number two is myself. What have I learned about myself? Number one, I've learned that I was really enough all along, but I judged my worth through the eyes of other people. I devalued and rejected myself because certain people rejected me. Well, let me tell you, not anymore. I am enough, end of story, and I no longer need another human being to confirm that. My worth has already been determined by me and God. Number two, what another thing that I've learned about myself, I may not want to, but with God, I can do hard things. I'm resilient. I always bounce back and I have overcome the unimaginable. The things that should have taken me out became my testimony and ended up being stepping stones to greater. The third thing that I've learned about myself is that I realized, although I'm not perfect and I never will be, I am still worthy of love. I'm worthy of respect. I'm worthy of healthy relationships. I'm worthy of all that is good. And I refuse to do life with people that don't value me. Number four, I'm learning not to sweat the small stuff. You know, what I thought mattered a few years ago, most of that stuff I can't even remember now. If it won't matter tomorrow, then why worry about it today? Number five, the people and things that I thought I couldn't live without, well, let me just tell you, I can and I am, and I'm also doing quite well, might I add. Number six, I have learned that I can give everything that I am to the wrong people and it will never be enough. I stayed in bad relationships and tolerated being mistreated just to keep the peace. But as being a people pleaser, a former people pleaser, because I no longer try to do that, but I ended up harming myself. Number seven, what I don't deal with, whether it be trauma, rejection, or my own self-inflicted pain, it will follow me until I do. And facing myself a few years ago was the bravest and most freeing thing I have ever done, and I highly recommend it. Which leads me to number eight, I hid in the shadows of my insecurities for most of my life. You know, I dumbed myself down due to fear of what other people might think. Well, let's just say I am learning to live out loud, flaws and all and opinions no longer matter to me. Number nine, everyone won't like me, and it's okay. As long as I'm not the cause, then, you know, my motto is, <laughs> God bless you. Number 10, I don't need to perform or overextend myself to be accepted and loved. I don't force relationships with anyone anymore. 
Number 11, I am a beloved daughter of the King and I'm learning to agree with what God says about me. I am working every day to become that girl, the one that he created me to be. Category number three is people. What have I learned about people? Here are 11 things. Number one, people will be exactly who they are. You can't change them, nor should you try. It is a total waste of time. So instead, so instead of you know trying to change people, all your efforts towards a greater good, do something that you and God will be proud of. Number two, people will show you who they are and they will treat you exactly how they feel about you. But you have to pay attention because their titles, their role in your life, how long you've known them and their relation to you means nothing. You have to ask yourself, do their words and their actions match? Number three, I am not responsible for anyone's baggage, trauma, drama, or anything that they refuse to acknowledge and work on. I can't make people want something, you know, that they don't want. God has given all of us the right to choose, you know, how we want to live our lives. We get the consequences or the blessings that come with our choices. Number four, I have to love all people, capital A-L-L, as difficult as it may be sometimes, you know, because of my history with them, because what they've done to me, what they put me through, how they mishandled me and never acknowledged it. I still have to love them. Love is God's command and there's no getting around it. Number five, I have to forgive anyone and everyone, no matter what they've done, even if they don't ask for it, and even if they're not sorry, I must forgive them. Now, forgiveness doesn't mean that you'll get access to my life again, but it does free me to receive the forgiveness from my heavenly father that I will always need. Number six, people are God's creation. They are his most prized possession. And no matter what I think about it, God loves them and he wants nothing more than to show himself to them and to save them. Number seven, people come and go. And as long as you're not the cause of someone leaving your life, then let them. Number eight, people make time for who and what's important to them. Otherwise they will make excuses. Number nine, Someone's negative behavior towards you is a reflection of them and not you. So to maintain your peace and sanity, sometimes you just have to love people from a distance and keep it moving. I'm learning that. How people treat you is a reflection of what's in their heart and not yours. Number 10, simple. You outgrow some relationships is just a part of life and you just have to be okay with that. And number 11, There are still some wonderful, kind-hearted, and genuine people in this world, thankfully. And if you are blessed to have someone like this in your life, then let them know how, you know, often how much they mean to you. Cherish them because they are rare. The next category, I think, is category number three when it comes to maybe number four. I don't know. I think it's number four. Category number four is life. What have I learned about life in this are the top 11 things. I mean, there's a lot, but I condensed it to 11. Number one, when it comes to life, you only get one. It is fleeting. It is precious. It's here today. Maybe it's gone today. And yes, God redeems time for us. He restores years. That's true. But we're not getting any younger. Time is still moving. So let's not waste it. You know, we've all been giving, given life, but we have to ask ourselves, are we really living? The second thing I've learned about life is that the health of our body, our mind, our soul, and spirit will determine the kind of life that we have because it's all interconnected. 
Number three, life is not going to always be easy. It won't always be trouble and stress-free. There's going to be some ups, some downs, some good days, days that we'd rather not face, you know, days that we want to stay in the bed and pull the covers over our head. There's things that will happen that we didn't see coming that we could never plan for. Life will give you plenty of reasons to smile and to cry, but the consolation is that we're not in it by ourselves. Number four, the older I get, you know, I appreciate life more. I have learned to cherish the simple things. You know, in my 20s and probably in my 30s, I really didn't think about life like this. I focused so much on my career, getting married, you know, reaching my goals and, you know, just trying to secure certain things that I didn't even consider that as I get older, things are going to automatically change physically anyway. You know, it's like I woke up one day and my knees would no longer let me be great. Um, I couldn't squat like I used to. If I twist it the wrong way, my back's going to let me know it. I got whiskers on my upper lip, gray hairs growing out, growing out of my head. And I'm like, you know, what happened? I can't even read now without putting readers on. <laughs> so again, I have learned to appreciate the simple things that I took for granted when I was much younger. Fifth thing I've learned about life is that I just want peace. Whatever I have to let go of, you know, you can have the drama and the chaos. If it's going to cause me headaches and more gray hair, then no, thank you. I no longer care about what he said, she said, you know, people's opinion of me. I no longer live to impress people. I am learning to ignore, you know, even the things that don't even need a response because the Prince of Peace has given me something that is priceless, his peace, and I'm determined to guard it and protect it at all cost. Number six, life for me now is more about quality than quantity of things. You know, I'm not trying to keep up with anybody anymore. Yeah, there's certain things that I like. I have a certain, you know, taste and things that I want, but if I don't ever get it or get them, then I'm, you know, learning that I will be okay because having God on your side, people that love you and and that you love being emotionally, physically, and spiritually healthy, that is life. That is living. Number seven, I've learned that comparing your life to someone else's is the quickest way to discontentment. If you watch them live theirs instead of living your own, you will be miserable. And it is true because I've been there. Number eight, life is not going to be everything we envision. Sometimes it's not going to go how we want it to, but at the end of the day, it is worth living because Jesus came so that we could live life and enjoy it till it's to the fullness. And that's what I plan to do from here on out. I have been given a gift that I no longer want to waste. Now, life has not been perfect for any of us. I can guarantee you that there's someone somewhere in this world that would love to trade places with me and with you. Number nine, life is meant to be lived. It's a gift. Enjoy the life that God has given you. Do the things that put a smile on your face. Spend your days fulfilling your purpose and doing the things that you love to do. Now, whatever you enjoy, do more of that. And for me, it's traveling. You know, give me Jesus, my purpose, peace, and an airplane. <laughs> that is all I want. Now, don't get me wrong. I need people. I treasure the relationships that I have, and I'm open to making new ones, but that is just what I enjoy doing. Number 10, when it comes to life, laugh often. Every day, find something that makes you laugh because it is the best medicine. Learn to be creative. Be open to new adventures. You know, don't be so rigid and, and uptight and stiff. Learn to relax. Slow down. Be present in the moment and live. Discover the untapped potential that is inside of you. And number 11, when it comes to life, live with the end in mind. 
Now, life on earth is wonderful. It's a blessing. That is not the end goal. What we do here, it matters because we have to answer for it one day. So I'm trying to be more aware of how I show up in the world, how I treat people and focus on what God has sent me here to do. I am doing my best to keep a smile on his face. And as the old saints used to say, I am living to live again because this is not it. This is not the end. There is life after this life. And that is the life that will never end and the one that we should be most concerned about. The fifth and final category is love. What are 11 things that I have learned about love? Number one is I have learned that you can't make anybody love you if they don't. And that comes with family, friends, you know, romantic relationships, any person on planet Earth, you cannot make anybody love you. Ladies, lean in for a second. Listen to an OG that has made a lot of relationship mistakes, especially romantic. And let me just assure you, if a man does not love you, there is nothing you can do to change his mind. And the singer Bonnie Rayet, she got it right in 1991 when she released a song entitled, I Can't Make You Love Me. And a few of the lyrics were, you cannot make him love you if he don't, and you cannot make his heart feel something that it won't. And trust me, ladies, when I tell you, you cannot, I don't care how good of a woman you are, even though we're imperfect too, you can't make a man love you, nor should you waste your time trying. The love you give is worthy of reciprocation. You are worthy to receive the love you give. The second thing that I've learned about love is that I'm worthy of love, real, genuine, authentic love. And ladies, you are too. So don't sell yourself short. Number three. Love is not a feeling. It's not goosebumps, warm fuzzies, or butterflies in your stomach. Love is not fickle, meaning, you know, on today, off tomorrow. Love is a decision despite the circumstance. Number four, people that don't love God or themselves, they can't love you because they won't even know how. I can only love myself and others properly by loving God first because he is love and his word is the blueprint for what love is and how to show it. Love is a verb. It is more than a four-letter word that we say. It is what we do to prove it. Number five, loving me is second. Self-love is an inside job. No one can do that for me. But where I messed up along the journey is that I skipped over God and myself and I went straight to people for love, but I never found it because I was looking in all the wrong places. But once I faced the woman in the mirror and I started doing the internal work, ah, there it was. I found it. And while I'm here on this whole self-love thing, I'm going to throw this in for free. <laughs> Sometimes we can get self-love confused with pampering ourselves and our accomplishments. Now, we may have a standing hair appointment every two weeks. We get a massage once a month. You know, we wear the best, drive the best, live in the best, you know, communities. We're flossing and bossing. And there's nothing wrong with any of these things that I just mentioned if you choose to do so. But if it's not accompanied by a love of God first and a healthy love of yourself, then you are just spending money to fill a void. So loving myself is something internal. Only I can do it. And I have to be intentional about it every single day. Loving myself also includes telling myself stuff that I may not want to hear, holding myself accountable, calling myself on the carpet and having hard conversations with me about where I am in life and the things that I'm doing that don't represent who I want to be. That is self-love too. 
Number six, I have learned that the greatest love of all in our blueprint for how to love anyone and everyone is God. He is our example and loving one another is a command for his children. It is not optional. We cannot pick and choose who we love. We have to love everybody. Number seven, the greatest demonstration and display of love came from God. God loved me so much that he gave his only son, Jesus, as a human sacrifice to atone for my sins, the sins that I've committed and the ones that I will commit before I leave this earth. He proved his love on the cross and he continues to prove it to me each and every day. When I open my eyes in the morning, when I inhale, when I exhale, my heart is beating in perfect rhythm. When my feet hit the floor and I'm able to walk and think and go about my day, you know, he covers me. He protects me from stuff that I'm not even aware of. That is love. Number eight, saying and showing love are two different things. Now, saying it is nice, but I would much rather see it. Love that is not accompanied by action is just empty words and quite possibly manipulation. Number nine. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, y'all, but just because someone is related to you, it doesn't automatically mean that they will love you. Love is a decision. It's a choice that only each person can make, and that's family included. Number 10, I know there's a saying that love is complicated, but it's not, not really, not at all. Actually, it's a lack thereof that causes problems. And a lot of times we've, you know, never had love demonstrated or defined for us. So we end up making up our own definition of what love is, or, you know, we take what society says love is, you know, and sometimes even what we saw growing up, we call that love. And sometimes it's really not. The only example of True, genuine, authentic, and real love is God's love. And it's my responsibility to find out what love is according to him and um, live out that kind of love in my life. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it removes all the guesswork of figuring out what love is because God spelled it out for us. So if we're loving ourselves in any other way or allowing people to love us in ways that are not outlined in that chapter, then it is not love. And finally, number 11, love never fails. Real love, God's love will always stand the test of time. It is unconditional and it is everlasting. And I am so grateful for his love. Thank you so much, guys, for hanging with me today. Thanks for coming back. Like I said, this last Friday for this bonus lesson, I hope you enjoyed it. I appreciate all the love that you have shown to me. Thanks to my new listeners and those that have um, came back, you know, Friday after Friday in 2023 and, and showed love to me and gave me part of your day. Thank you so, so much. I'm honored and I appreciate you all. Over on YouTube today, I shared a lesson entitled Turn the Radio Down so that you can see. And this lesson speaks to removing the distract distractions from our lives, you know, carving out time to spend with God, to hear what he's trying to say to us. You know, I found that God is not going to get a bullhorn and just yell, you know, and beg and plead for us to come and spend time with him. It is something that we have to choose to do. That's all part of seeking him first. So I encourage you to check out my YouTube channel, Lessons with Leslie, and check that video out if you haven't uh, done so already or if you've never visited my YouTube channel. Today would be a good day to do that. And with that being said, I'm going to unplug from my platforms for a little while and turn the radio down in my life so that I can see 
My podcast and my YouTube channel will resume on April the 5th of 2024. And I know that seems like it's so far away, but we know time moves so quickly. So April will be here before you know it. So I want to wish you a happy 2024 in advance. God's best to you and yours. I have no doubt that God will continue to be who he has always been to you which is faithful. So you guys take care again. Thanks for your love and support. I look forward to chatting with you on April the 5th of 2024. So this concludes today's episode of Lessons with Leslie. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I do appreciate it. In the description of this podcast, you will find my website and social media platform information, and I would love to connect with you there. I also look forward to chatting with you every first and third Friday of the month. In the meantime, remember that you matter because you do. In Christ, you will always be enough. You are never alone. And most importantly, you are eternally and unconditionally loved. Until next time, take care.